Welcome to Brick House with Bob Johnson and Matt Baker. back another episode of brick house i'm bob johnson and i'm matt baker bob i'm glad we bought all those lakers season tickets because we were rolling in the dough right now yeah that's one of my regrets matt called me up about june 20th june 25th like you know we could get lakers season tickets for like 80 bucks a seat yeah if lebron comes we're gonna it's gonna be like buying bitcoin in <laughs> <Yeah>. 1995 <laughs> Bitcoin in 1995. <laughs> yes, that is my go-to phrase. Yeah, that would have been brilliant because now the Lakers tickets are completely unaffordable, even against scrubs like the Dallas Mavericks, you're telling me. Yeah, they shot up pretty quickly. Well, you're back. You're back from Phoenix, the big uh, Adam Baker, Stephanie Betcher wedding. Oh, nice memory. Yeah. How was it, that? It was great. It went off really well. Everyone was really happy. They had an ice cream sandwich station. Really? Make your own ice cream sandwiches. Oh, yeah, and all the other stuff, too, but mainly uh-huh. the ice cream sandwich. Well, tell me about your ice cream sandwich. It was red velvet, and then there was cookie dough, and then there was like a, a sprinkly cookie on the other end. Oh, sprinkly cookie. Then the second sandwich <laughs> was chocolate chip, salted caramel or caramel, whatever you, I don't uh-huh. know how you pronounce it, and then I think another red velvet. Tell me you worked a Brickhouse plug into the best man speech. I said, Stephanie, you certainly are a brick house. Uh, No, no, I didn't. I apologize, but it went over well. I mainly kept it Stephanie focused the whole time. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, which is good. I started out by saying, Stephanie, I know we don't like each other very much. That really set the tone. Okay. That really (laughs) set the tone. You want to hear the lion that won him over? Oh, yeah, please. Very end, I said. Now, Stephanie, a lot of people will be telling you about the moment they knew that you and Adam would be together forever. For me, I realized that you were destined to become a baker when everything that annoyed me about my family annoys me about you also. (laughs) Yeah. Explosion. (laughs) Everyone loved it. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. Might as well have been. So what's the timing of this speech? Is this like three, four minutes, 25? No, yeah, I kept it. It was pretty short, maybe three, four minutes. That's always good. Other brother Chris did one too, which was another three or four minutes. Okay. His went over real well. He did a lot of inside jokes that everyone felt a part of, which was nice. Okay. He framed it so everyone could kind of get it. Even Stephanie's family? Oh, yeah, they seem to be enjoying it. That's great. We wish them a a great wedding, a great marriage. Yes. We should thank them and send them a thank you card because they're the inspiration for episode 213 of Brickhouse Pod. Oh, wow. Let's hope that they have many of 213s in their marriage, right? 213 years. Okay. I think that's uh, Bitcoin. It's like wood for five. So this week's episode is Bad Marriage, Good Marriage. We're going to be talking about NBA players, teams, coaches. There's already some division going on with uh, some franchises. And then some surprise, um, you know, great flourishing of love. There's six divisions in the NBA by my count, Bob. Whoa. Okay. 
He'll be here all evening, yeah. folks. Cleveland had a a bad marriage in two sports in one day. Oh no. Two divorces, I should say. Hugh Jackson of the Cleveland Browns was fired the same day as Tyron Lou. Hugh and Lou. Hugh and Lou. Tyron Lou lasted all of six games without LeBron James. Six six games without LeBron. My theory, I don't think it's just Ty Lou. Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland might have a problem with coaches in general. Okay. You're talking about the city of Cleveland. Well, Dan Gilbert and his yeah. stupid franchise. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but the Cavs brought in Larry Drew, uh, who was already the associate head coach. Oh, Hugh Lou and Drew. Got it. But they've had a holdout with him, almost a stalemate, trying to negotiate. Now, he's one of the highest-paid assistant coaches in the NBA at a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But he realized, hey, if I'm just going to have to take over this bigger responsibility of mm-hmm. coaching this terrible team, maybe we should renegotiate my contract. I agree with that. They still have not come to terms exactly on what he's going to get. He did make the mistake of saying that under no circumstances would he quit. Instantly gave up all his leverage. Yeah, that's... Yeah. He's not the only coach that has had problems with Cleveland this year. I mean, we'll just stick to this year. Yeah. Former Cavs assistant Jim Boylan is currently suing the Cavs for age discrimination. Whoa. Boylan and Phil Handy were not renewed after last season, and the case was filed yesterday. There's some damning evidence. Ty Lu left him a voicemail trying to explain that Dan Gilbert wanted to go young and that the option to keeping Boylan was way too much money. So he is suing him for age discrimination. I thought you were going to say Tyron Liu left a message that said, man, you old, get out of here. <laughs> Might as well have. Yeah. That will be admissible in the court of law. Ty Liu, though, is still going to get paid for the, the remainder of his contract. That's the beauty of the guaranteed money in the mm. NBA. You got to choose your words right. You know, all he should, all he could have said was, "We're going in a different direction." Yeah, not uh, that we're going young. When Ty Lue got fired, he's like, "Hey, you mind?" Uh, he asked Dan Gilbert, "He's like, hey, you mind uh, calling and leaving me a message that just infers that I'm too old for this gig or something?" Can we? <laughs> I want in on this. Have you witnessed any good relationships around the NBA in the first few weeks? Coach Bud and the Milwaukee Bucks, textbook example of a good uh-huh. good marriage right there. Coach Bud dying in a terrible relationship down in Atlanta. He he proved his love to Atlanta by offering her many diamonds in the form of a 60-win season a few years ago. And what did she give him in return? Just heartbreak and dissension. <laughs> so he, he, turned, he turned her in for an updated uh, foreign model, a Greek, a Greek model. He went with young Greek one. Huh? He went with a young Greek one and found himself a good match. Great example. Mm-hmm. And Buddenholzer and the Bucks have had a great start to the season so far. But do you think it could be that it's just so easy to be a better husband than Jason Kidd? It's probably not wrong on that one, Bob. It's not great for all of the kids, though. Thon Maker has only played in three games so far oh, this no. season. Now, he had an injury that caused him to miss two games, but already three DNP CDs from Buddenholzer. Be fair, Thon Maker might qualify to get a message from Ty Lue that he's too old. Yeah, age discrimination. There's there's the potential of that. Well, I'll I'll try and keep it positive. I have a lot of negative uh, marriage examples coming up, but a good marriage that uh, happened this past week, Clay Thompson and Efficiency. 
Oh, yeah. Not that it's just started this week, but he's, he did start off the season kind of in a shooting slump. Tommy Beer on Twitter pointed out there have been a, over 150,000 games played in NBA history. Okay, mm. The total number of games in which a player has scored more than 50 points in less than 30 minutes is two. Okay. Both by Clay Thompson. Wow. That's insane. Man is efficient. We're going to get to Derrick Rose a little bit later, but to compare those two games between Clay Thompson's 50-point scoring and Derrick Rose's, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson had like 65 dribbles in his game where he scored 50. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose had 450 dribbles. Just pounding the pavement, pounding the, pounding the hardwood there. This is, this is a deceiving one because the record isn't good, 2-6. and six. But David Fisdale in the New York Knicks. Okay. I think it's a good – he's letting the young kids play. Mm-hmm. They have – Lance Thomas is the only one over the age of 26 on the roster right now. Wow. Lance Thomas is 30. Now, granted, they've had – Trey Burke and Cantor and Hardaway have been around a little bit, but they're only 26. Okay. This is kind of the first time in recent memory that the – outside of Tim Hardaway, who's an actual good player – they paid money to, but they just haven't had like money wasting away anywhere on the bench. Right. right. I'm not going to say it's the beginning of the, the new New York Knicks, but I like that at least in the meantime that he's allowed to let these guys go out there and figure it out. Yeah. It's good that they're saving money on their bench players. Cause I think they're probably still paying three coaches and Phil Jackson. Yeah. And <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. So, and Joe Kim Noah. Right. Yeah. A bad marriage happened in in your hometown, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, no. What happened? The last dragon bender in Phoenix are are parting ways here, it looks like. The Suns declined the fourth-year option of former number four pick. This is after trading away former number eight pick in Marquise Chris. Right, drafted in the same year. Bender told ESPN, of course I wish they picked up the option, but I'm going to let this... I'm not going to let this stop me from reaching my goals. I'm 20, and I'll keep working to make it in this league, which gave me pause because how the hell is Dragon Bender still only 20 years old? Right. He come in at 12? Yeah. He's he's uh, 15 days away from his 21st birthday. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, he was like a freshly 18 when they drafted him for the most part. I mean, you look at that stunning facial hair he has and you could say that is the facial hair of a older man it's not really but (laughs) yeah it's a you know all credit due to friend aaron again he was he has been calling this for like the past year and a half oh i remember yeah he was getting a lot of heat people were like hey you got to give these young kids time to develop and he's like no no (laughs) no get him out of here he's 20 kick him to the curb it's always a problem with this type of stuff is because they completely missed the window to trade him for someone to be like oh we could do something with him i have a good marriage that we might be on the rocks in a few years okay zach collins and the portland trailblazers how come he's playing well Uh uh-huh he's showing signs he's people have been hyping up his defense they're saying he plays good defense he's learning an offensive game this is year two. I'm smitten by his blue eyes. Oh, yeah. No, lovely, lovely looking fella. He's having a good year so far. Now, this is perfect for the Trailblazers because he has this year, he has the next year, and then he has a team option, right? The fourth year team option. Right. Basically, he becomes a free agent. But when he becomes a free agent, they have 
Lillard, McCollum, Turner, Nurkic, Harkless, Leonard, Aminu, all of them will not have con- – I mean, some of them will have contracts, but as it stands, none of them will have any contracts. Oh. Which means it's perfect because Zach Collins is going to show so much potential and play good enough that Portland will fulfill its destiny of throwing out money to a seven-foot white guy again <laughs> right when all those contracts come up. So it may – Hopefully not, but it may just be like a, right as Myers Leonard is ending, we might just get another Myers Leonard. Wow. You don't think he'll lose that game of musical contracts when the music stops? Who is that, Collins? Yeah. He'll he'll be a, a priority over, well, I could, I could definitely see him being a priority over pretty much everyone, but McCollum and Lillard. Right, or Nurkic just... comes off then, so who knows yeah. what he looks like. But it... But I mean, this remember this is the Trailblazers. They apparently have unlimited funds to throw, because I think last year they were like the high, one of the highest payrolls in the league, right? Well, by the time that contract comes off the books, it'll be a new owner. So we'll see. Oh yeah, we'll oh, see how right. deep their pockets are. I forgot about that, Matt. There's a marriage that happened just a month ago, but it doesn't seem like it's going to last. Oh no, it kind of reminds me of the Kim Kardashian, Chris Humphreys oh, yeah, that's good. TV special. And that's Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. Oh, why? They're just going through the motions for the cameras. Yeah. No one no one expects this to end well. It's going well right now, though. I mean, it looks fine, mm-hmm. but I give it 72 days tops. Okay. <laughs> Bad marriage for you, Bob. The NBA and defense. Okay. <laughs> if we could dig up the corpse of late 90s basketball and show it what is going on today, it would go right back into the ground. It would it would be dead again. Defense is dead, Bob. I don't like proclaiming things dead on this podcast because you never know. But defense, we'll ne- we're never going to see defense again. It is, it's every game is the NBA All Star game out there. I know. I had a dream that someone scored like 225 points in a game. I think it could happen. I mean, granted, we're only we're less than 10 games in, but the top 16 teams in basketball right now, 13 of them are o- averaging over 110 points a game. Oh, really? Yeah. The the stat I saw was 19 are at over 110 points. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure they're I just didn't have time to count all of them right now. <laughs> There's one team, the Boston Celtics, is under 100 points per game, giving up. Their opponents are averaging under 100 points a game, but they're giving up 99.5. I so see. might as well be 100 points. Yeah, so 19 teams are averaging over 110 points this season as opposed to six last year. Mm-hmm. Now it'll, I mean, there's plenty of time and things will shake out. Yeah. League-wide scoring average is 112.3, which is the highest since the 1970-71 season. And we all remember that season. That was a long time ago. And also, you know, maybe give some credit to these guys who played an efficient offensive game. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a terrible defense. Yeah. Nikola Jokic and DeMontis Sabonis both scored 30 or more points on 100% shooting (laughs) in the last 11 days. Before them, the last player to do so was Dwight Howard in 2010. Wow. Two in two weeks. You just said Derrick Rose is out there pounding the pavement 500 times and scoring 50 points, and no one's even trying to steal the ball from him. Against the Utah Jazz, too, who are one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Was it the same day that the Pelicans scored 150? The Spurs and Lakers were like both at 140 each or some ridiculous thing? It's, It's, It's everywhere. 
one marriage that seems to have an end right around the corner is J.R. Smith and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, sure. I, I don't think he's going to get fined. I saw that there was some, maybe he's going to get fined I, for, I saw that too. for what happened. Uh, here's the transcript of the interaction after a, another DNP for J.R. Reporter asked him, are you hoping for a trade? Yeah, honestly. Have you expressed that to them? They know. How do they know? I mean, they don't want me here, so they obviously know. I can see how that's borderline finable. Sure. But another guy who's actually taking his breakup really well, mm-hmm. that's Blake Griffin. Mm. Speaking of 50 points games, he had one in Detroit just this past week. Right. He was quoted in a New York Times article by Mark Stein saying, I come home from practice, take a nap, then I start watching games at night. That's just my routine. I can't tell you one day that I woke up going, man, I wish I was in L.A., and I mean that. Mm. So it was a nice thing to say about Detroit until his new manager, Taylor Griffin, his brother, mm-hmm. messed everything up. Oh, no. His brother, Taylor, he had his own very brief uh, pro career, eight games. With the? Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, the, right. uh, the hirer of all things, uh, worse brother. Mm-hmm. I long for those days, Bob. Those were, at least they, they were winning. <laughs> those days there were wins on the board. Hey, Andrew Harrison just got cut by uh, the Grizzlies, I think. So. Bring him on. Anyway, Blake's manager, Taylor, said, to keep it real, we're from Oklahoma. Detroit is much more similar to Oklahoma than L.A., so it's not like this is some foreign land he's having to ingest to. It's been refreshing for him to have that fresh start. You know, Blake was saying nice things about Detroit. You don't have to go and compare it to <laughs> Oklahoma City, man. You know, nobody asked for that. That's yeah. not a compliment. Scott Brooks, bad marriage, oh, coming to an end. man. Seems like a nice fella. I mean, I've no, I don't know anything about him. But he uh, was brought in. They were kind of hoping that maybe uh, his pal Kevin Durant would want to follow him to his, ha- his home in Washington. Right? Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Didn't work out. Now, granted, they made the playoffs both the past years, but if you have John Wall and Bradley Beal in the East, then you should make the playoffs, right? Yeah, what's their record now? It's one in six. Yeah. One in six. They have a bunch of money committed to Otto Porter still there. They have the sixth highest payroll in the league, so there's not a lot of flexibility that can be done with that. They took on more salary to get Austin Rivers. They still have Jan Mahimi around. Like, everyone worries about McCollum and Lillard, like how they can't play together, but you feel like people should put more of that into Beal and Wall. Yeah, Brian Windhorst made an interesting point about the Wizards. First off, he reminded me that Scott Brooks is getting $7 million a year. Yeah. So may not be on his way out anytime soon. And also said that one huge reason for dissension in the Wiz- amongst the Wizards players is that besides... John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, and Jan Mahimi, every single member of the Wizards is up for a new contract next year. Right. So yeah. all these guys are looking for their shot. They're trying to uh, you know, showcase themselves. Right. Plus two of those guys are Austin Rivers and Dwight Howard. That doesn't help. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening later on this season, especially if it looks like they aren't going to be like make a run for a top four spot. Then it's just going to be everyone for themselves. And even if they are, it's going to be everyone for themselves. Yeah, if that wasn't bad enough, I've got a awkward father daughter dance. Okay. Now don't go out and uh, download this or anything. But Austin Rivers is in the podcast game now. Austin Rivers got a podcast on LeBron James Uninterrupted mm-hmm. Network. His first pod, he was talking about having his first child this year, and he was really excited about it. And he said his 
his fiance is in a good spot because multiple people on the Wizards just are all having their first kids. That's nice. He said Brad, Brad just had a baby. John has a baby due in a couple of months. However, he made this comment public. You know, since we're podcasters, we know that you put it on the internet and it's there for for eternity. Forever. John Wall's first child was not something that John Wall had announced to anybody publicly at all. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, Austin Rivers spilled the beans about uh, about John Wall's progeny. How'd that go over? Uh, I'm, I would presume not well for Austin Rivers, uh-huh. uh, but uh, it makes makes the Wizards' impending divorce and collapse that much more interesting and uh, one to watch. I got one that's uh, maybe the one that, that got away. I, I thought it was oh, a bad no. marriage all along last year, but maybe it was a good marriage. Right. We saw the Pelicans and Golden State Warriors just played this mm-hmm. past week. Right. After the game, Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins and Coach Alvin Gentry all had uh, an exchange. Davis was interviewed after the game, and on Cousins said he'll be a free agent next year. Hopefully, down the line, we can reconnect. He said, of course, last year was a shitty situation, but I feel like we had something going. I think he would have played in the playoff series against the Warriors. It would have been different. So I was really surprised to hear Davis say that he wanted DeMarcus Cousins back in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I saw that. I was also wondering if that's a finable offense. Oh, yeah, tampering? Yeah. I think the players can talk about it. Okay, fair enough. Bob, I have a... Someone who cried inconsolably because the wedding reminded them of how they'll always be alone. Wow, that's that's exactly uh, how I described the the Derrick Rose uh, fifty point game. Oh, I have that as something else. <laughs> this one's Kevin Love, Bob. Oh, okay. Kevin Love, he wastes away in Minnesota, being a stat monster. Uh huh. Couldn't bring his team. To, they didn't even make the playoffs, right? Maybe one year. But with the Timberwolves, yeah, never, never. Goes to Cleveland and spends four uncomfortable winning years with LeBron uh-huh. where he changes his body around and he gets kind of taken out of his element. But they win, but it's uncomfortable. And then what happens? He gets a ton of money to stand in a hard hat in front of a bunch of construction workers uh, only to be reminded that he once again will be on a team that is completely terrible. And uh, he will once again be alone, and even and then he even gets hurt to top that off. So I don't feel bad for the man on his second hundred plus million dollar contract. You know, millionaires can cry tears too, Bob. <laughs> Maybe the worst marriage of the season, and the most public, Jimmy Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Right, and he's been no stranger to uh, talk on our podcast recently. I liken it to the Tiger Woods and Ellie Norgren split up. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one's Tiger and which one's Ellie, but either way, it's tabloid gold and no good for Timberwolves fans. <laughs> yeah. There was some good news out of Minnesota this week. I don't know if you saw that they revealed the new Prince-themed city jerseys. Okay. Purple Rain. Wow. Minnesota Timberwolves. These are hot. You going to get one? No. Okay. I, don't, I stopped wearing jerseys, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The best dad daughter slash mother son dance uh-huh one of those lebron and magic okay now i know what you're thinking neither of them are there's it's not a father son dance it's a father daughter dance the point here is they're both kind of dancing around the fact that luke walton is gonna probably not have a job for much longer on the los angeles lakers mm. 
that's at least what I'm thinking. I I don't think LeBron has said anything, but Magic kind of hinted over the past few days about not being happy, and Luke Walton had to come out and say, I'm the coach here and I'm doing my job, or whatever they say when things happen like this. But I think the point is, I think it's a lot of dancing around what's going to probably be the inevitable. Well, Ty Lue is now available. I characterize the Lakers as the honeymoon is over. Mm, yeah. Seven games in. The Lakers rookies and, and they're, they're washed vets. They can't win a close game. That's weird. You think 21-year-olds with no big game experience and fringe veterans who feel insecure on one-year deals that could be used as trade fodder any day wouldn't feel any extra pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure there. Not to mention the 24-hour media circus that surrounds them at all times. Did you watch the World Series at all this past week? Uh, as, mu as much as I could. I was locked in with wedding stuff for, mo for three of the games. So. Well, this one, like so many things in life, reminded me of a Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm. That's the one where Jerry and Elaine are waiting out the marriage of David and Beth, played by uh, Carrie Elwes okay, yeah. and Deborah Messing. Okay. So they're a couple that George says to Deborah Messing, just offhand comment, like, huh, you could do a lot better than that guy. Yeah. And then they end up getting a divorce <laughs> or splitting up. Jerry starts dating Beth and, uh, and Elaine dating David. My favorite part of the World Series this past week yeah. was Magic Johnson doing a Fox pregame show with David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez. And he was saying, like, man, I told you I was going to bring in a big guy last year. Look what I did. I got <laughs> <Yeah>. LeBron. <laughs> and David Ortiz was saying that maybe he had something to do with it, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, joked and showed a Photoshopped image of LeBron standing next to Kevin Durant in a Lakers jersey mm. and a giddy Magic Johnson exclaimed, I love it. I yeah. love it. But then realizing he was on national television <laughs> yeah. before the World Series <laughs> said, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't comment on this. I've already been fined enough yeah. <laughs> to which all the guys, multi-millionaires all just started cackling. It yeah. was the best moment of the World Series. Uh, That's pretty amazing. Filled with a lot of boring moments, that one was was up there in entertainment. The uncle who drank too much, Bob. Okay. Who is it? Derek Rose. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes when you drink a little too much, you're feeling yourself and you try and recall some of the youth that you had previously. Like you got it you get out there and you the uncle gets going, he forgets he has a bum knee, and he messes around and scores 50 points. The <laughs> uncle on the dance floor, that's what Derrick Rose did. He <laughs> put aside all that bum knee and all the other stuff, and for one night, he was out there on the dance floor scoring 50. It was really inspiring. Yeah. I want to bring up a summer fling. Oh, wow. Kyrie Irving just ended his summer fling with a Uncle Drew haircut that he was rocking had the little mini fro and the headband, right. kind of grizzled beard. Right. Finally got a fresh cut last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, handed them their first loss of the season. Looked mm -hmm. like vintage Kyrie out there. Sure. Summer flings aren't meant to last forever, Matt. No. Well, that's the marriage episode. Let's get into uh, this week's Diss of the Week. All right. Yo mama is so fat. Despite missing Kevin Love, an 0-6 record, and not currently employing a head coach, the Cavs were favored by four and a half points against the Atlanta Hawks this past week. Yikes. Serious diss to the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering, the Cavs did win by 22. <laughs> 22. 
even though they lost to the Hawks in their in their home opener. Uh, sometimes the diss is just pointing to the stats, Matt. You already brought up Myers Leonard and his ineptitude in Portland. The seven foot one one center currently is in the third year of his four year deal, forty one million dollar contract with Portland Blazers. He has not recorded a block since April twelfth, two thousand seventeen. Bob, it's 2018. That's right. So that means it's been 18 months since he's recorded a block. Seven foot one. Myers Leonard. 41 million. Seven seven foot one. How many how many minutes a game? It doesn't matter. If he averages one minute, he should have at least one block. Derek Rose had a block the other night to win the game. He doesn't even have any knees. Charles Barkley submitted another diss at this week's diss of the week. He said, hey, J.R. Smith, I have bad news for you. Are they trying to trade you. You ain't got an ax to be traded. so good Kyrie Irving had a diss to his opponents last night the Milwaukee Bucks he was referencing the Celtics 55 three-point attempts he said I hope we shoot 80 next game if they play defense like that Ooh, that's how crazy the NBA this is this year the Celtics are one three-pointer away from setting the record of all time right was it? Yeah, exactly. That's the point. The reaction of was it? Like any other time, be like, could you imagine? Could you believe that the Celtics had twenty five three pointers in the game? And this year, everyone's just like, did they only have twenty five? Well, if it's a record for most bricks in a row, I'd have to imagine that's going to the Houston Rockets this year. Couldn't even bring myself to discuss what a terrible marriage is going on. Uh, there. A nominee from this of the week this week from listener Stephen in San Francisco. This was a great one. The Warriors did a remix of the Fergie National Anthem as a clapback to Fergie's ex-husband, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel, yeah. Saying in an interview that Draymond Green should apologize to Fergie for laughing during her All-Star Game National Anthem. Did you catch this video? Yes. Them all dancing to this remix? Yeah. The video was really funny, but Duhamel was really the one responsible for this diss. I mean, Fergie's at home thinking dude that was nine months ago people are forgetting about <laughs> yeah, this right. why are you bringing this up we're not even married <laughs> perfect for the marriage episode yeah. so shout out to steven it would have won probably in any other week but the winner of this week's diss of the week i saw a head a headline post on reddit trey young escapes the cripple double mm. 14 points 11 assists eight turnovers oh wow. just shy the coining of the phrase "cripple double" is uh, is this week's winner. That's I've never heard that before. Yeah, no, that's amazing. On the next episode of Brick House, I've got a new business idea for us, Matt. I know this podcasting is really making our pockets so fat we can barely move, but right. but we should branch out as well. I say we set up NBA divorce court. Oh no, we've already identified a lot of clients. Larry Drew, Luke uh-huh. Walton, Carmelo Anthony, right. Dwight Howard, Jimmy Butler, countless others. Yeah. This is an untapped market that's waiting for someone like us to fill the void. Well, I'm I'm not above making money off people's demise, Bob. That's perfect. Okay, good. That's the first question on the bar exam, Matt. <laughs> right. Are you going to give up are you going to give up your soul in order to make as much money as possible? Yes. What soul? Tune in next week because we roll up our sleeves and it's getting ugly on the next episode of Brick House.
Thank you.